just brought out a new cookbook. More airy, more light, more mouthy coast. It's such a vibe, isn't it? Welcome to another week of Obviously Good. Whether it is the opening of a new restaurant or a crowd culinary favourite, this is a podcast for everyday foodies by everyday foodies. We are eating honest food and dishing up honest reviews for you every Tuesday. Hello, our beautiful podcast listeners, and welcome back to yet another episode of Obviously Good. You are joined, as always, with myself, Spicy Bee, Sweet Libby. Hi, guys. And Buttery Bella. Hello. <laughs> and can I just give a very warm welcome? To our new listeners today, we've seen you on the charts, we've seen you on the socials. We've seen you lurking. (laughs) (laughs) Welcome to season two of Obviously Good. And I just want to say, if you are joining us today, please take a minute and hit the subscribe button. We'd love to see you subscribe. It means that you can get our podcast in your feed without doing anything. Yeah, literally just pops up ready for you. What more could you want? What more could you want? Now, how was your weekends, ladies? Oh, Oh, (laughs) I don't want to start on a negative note, Libby. Okay, okay. Actually, to be honest with you, very accomplished. So as you all know, I moved into my new house. Yep, amazing. Obviously, I'm still renting. Don't worry, I'm not a baller. But I moved into my my new rental home. (laughs) Rental home. And um, I bought myself my first ever IKEA wardrobe. Thankfully, everyone will be pleased to know I still have a boyfriend after it, but um, <laughs> pretty testing, oh, pretty testing. Poor Jack. Bless Jack. Well, he did. He was very helpful, to be honest. I have to give a lot of credit to him. And how many screws were left over? <laughs> um, to be honest with you, I think only two. <laughs> like, I think I know where they were missing from. But look, so far, a few nights in, hasn't fallen over. Yeah, no, I'm just convinced but- they just give you extra ones just in case. <laughs> just to Do trick you. <laughs> Bella, of course they don't. They need to go in. I've always told myself that because every time I create something, there's like six left I mean, over. if I was Ikea, I would 100% give extra parts. Just a little bit of a punk? Like, yeah. Yeah. like did you do it right? Did you not? Anyway. Uh, anyway. Well, how was yours, B? Oh, I had a stunning weekend. It was my father's birthday and in true Thompson fashion, we partied all weekend. It did it look was very just- ballin'. It went from one meal to the next. And I don't want to give too much away because it could be a feature or fail coming up. Right. It did seem like a very Mal weekend, though. You always talk about how much he loves to eat. It seemed like he did a lot of that. I love that about him. And drink. (laughs) Perfect. (laughs) Maybe that's like where you get it from. (laughs) Yeah. No, I definitely am my father's daughter. (laughs) Apple does not fall far. Bella, how was your weekend? Talking about apples, I had a lot of cider yesterday. (laughs) How do you feel about cider? I was actually (sighs) speaking to someone about cider the other day. This is so – Libby's looking at me like, dude, we do not have time for this. (laughs) It's just such a weird general question to ask. No, because someone – I was on a shoot the other day and someone was like, cider really like gets you, as in like you think it's going to be sweet, but then there are some ciders that aren't sweet, but some of them are actually more alcoholic than a beer. Or, oh really? Or, um, maybe this was just a particular type of cider that's just come out. I'm not sure. Ciders that are sour, like that's what gets me. Like Orchard Crush. Oh. Yeah, something too sweet. It's sickly. It's gross. Yeah, right? you want that like sour, like hit me. Like I just feel like this conversation is bizarre because like super bizarre. What, are we discussing like the meaning of life? Like what is cider? Like, <laughs> it also has nothing to do with my weekend. But anyway, so what did you actually do apart from drinking all these ciders? <laughs> So Friday night, I went and caught up with Nick Campbell and um, Lay at El Loco, which was so much fun. Such fun vibes. I've actually never been there before. Wait, which one? There's a few El Locos. The one in Surrey. Oh, the one on the corner just yeah. in the train station. Yeah. yeah. I love that. And like, That's I was the looking... OG of El Locos as well. Absolutely. And you can tell like it's just such a vibe. And I was like looking and I was like, it looks like if you forget about the city, you're in Mexico. 
Yeah, 100%. I'm getting actually a lot of flashbacks. I did spend a lot of my um 19-year-old days there. Yes. Okay. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Like, that's I how old it say is. Flashbacks to Mexico. But... No, I was going to say flashbacks to the first boyfriend. I was oh, telling them the story like, hang out. about how you got saged. <laughs> and I was like. Oh, ser- do we? I don't know if we have time for that. <laughs> um, anyway, a quick high-level summary of the sage story. High-level summary. Bella and I in Mexico. <laughs> which woman comes along wants to sage us from our glories? or Our bad demons. Our bad demons. And she burnt me. She burnt my back. But the best <laughs> Quite badly. She's standing there and she's like, oh. And then I was like, oh, my gosh, is that the bad soul leaving her? Like, <laughs> and then and it, she's like, oh, my God, my back, my back. And, like, after the chick left, like, she was being so polite. She stood there the whole time. And then. The lady leaves and she's like, bye, bye. And then B's like, oh my God, my back, look at it. And I was like, oh my God. Like it, it was, was like blistering. Bella had like, to cream me for the rest of the trip. And then I actually came out of that experience angrier. Just angrier. More demons inside. Just more demons inside of me than before. <laughs> Too funny. Uh, I think that was a worthwhile story, but I think we need to jump to Talk of the Town. Talk of the Town is a part of the podcast where we discuss what's hot in food this week. Now, Libby, I have one for you. Um, it's, it's not a major talk of the town, but it is something that you have a vested interest in. Oh, uh, Donut Pappy have opened Donut Pepito. Okay. <laughs> what? Which is their sister venue uh, located in Chippendale on Kensington Street, just I think, next to or behind Spice Alley. Fun. Cute. Good location. So, yeah, I think it's like meant to be kind of like a dessert place oh, for a Spice Alley, I've basically. I've seen this. Is this where they're selling the tubs? They're doing like tubs of things. They are. Yeah. Correct. So it's got yeah. like the donut filling, custard, a bit of. But they're also selling donuts as well. Okay, I great. Think. But it does say that what they're currently offering at that one is not offered at the Redfern one. So it is different. Okay. Exclusivity. Oh, so, I like that little talk of the town yeah, thing. Yeah, a little bit of a shout Fun. out there. I cannot wait to try that. Talking of trying, B, where did we get to this week? A 100% vegan menu of Mexican, Peruvian, and Japanese cuisines. What? Cali Ray opened its doors on King Street in Newtown in February of this year. However, with the hit of COVID, it's actually flown under the radar. And serving up a unique range of flavors and fusions, executive chef JC Miranda is actually aiming to push the boundaries of plant-based cuisine while throwing a whole lot of liquor on the side. So inside Cali Ray, you'll find Diablo Pisco Bar, a Peruvian-themed bar offering unique cocktails heroing the Peruvian Pisco, and Margaritas, ginormous margaritas topped with your choice of vodka cruiser or soul beer. Needless to say, there is a lot happening, and I'm not sure how I feel about it. <laughs> yes. I have to agree on that comment. Um, there is a lot happening. There is a, a lot, lot happening. <laughs> I just feel like I really need to mention that it's a vegan place. So yes, like we that need wasn't to, quite clear enough. We you need to it, get it out in the open. And this is my time to say uh, two episodes ago, if you were listening, I did shame vegans publicly on the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> I have nothing wrong with vegans. I've actually got vegan friends. I feel like I went a bit hard there. Yeah. It was more I was getting irritated at vegan cuisine, not vegans. So I was actually the one that put this restaurant on the map this week didn't i i said guys i think we need to go here because i need to put myself to the test (laughs) and i'm so proud of you for doing that you You know know, face your demons can i call you out for something though oh here we go (laughs) i feel like when you say i have friends that are vegans it's like someone who's racist and is like oh i have black friends it's like yeah you're still a racist (laughs) you're right i think i have one vegan friend (laughs) oh my god but anyway great decision great choice to try it out 
we want to talk first about the cocktail. Also context to this cocktail is we'd all said, guys, we spent a lot of money at Toco. Let's go no drinking. This was the week we found out we're on you and Noteworthy. We were going to drink. <laughs> and Libby and I arrived earlier. Something caught our eye. Okay, so going past my head, the same size as my head, was this mammoth <laughs> of a cocktail with a raspberry cruiser sticking out the top. And I was like, I think that's got our name on it, guys. <laughs> yeah, like my inner underage drinking white girl was like, get me a cruiser. I need this. I need this. So happy about it. I couldn't have been happier just coming in and seeing that sitting on the table. I was like, yeah. Oh, yeah you were beaming. You came in, it was already ordered, and you're like, what is this madness? <laughs> we I was like, I'm happy. We knew you'd like it. So that is the Lagarita I'm referring to in the yes. intro. That's what they call it, a Lagarita, because I think it's meant to be like. Large margarita. Yeah, large margarita. Yes. Would make sense. Absolutely. And we got the watermelon flavor. Mm. Perfect. Because we were doing it for Bella. We knew she liked a bit of watermelon. (laughs) And it also comes with those little umbrellas, like the little paper umbrellas that you put in like, so good. Oh, it was a fiesta. Absolutely. So So fun. That was a, I really, we didn't actually ask how many standard drinks that was because I was genuinely intrigued as to what was going on there. (laughs) Definitely six. Minimum six, maximum 10. Yeah, somewhere in in between that. So you come in and it's quite long. Yeah. Bit unassuming from the front. Um, signs a bit random. Oh, signs so ugly, to be honest. I mean, it could be someone's cup of tea. It just looks like it's been made on like word art, the signs. Like a black background, white letters, and like just a bit a green? random. There was like a green letter at one yeah, point. Oh, yeah, it doesn't yeah. scream Mexican fiesta, but all I'm thinking about now is maybe that green thing is meant to be like a Peruvian mountain. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Potential. Or am I looking way too into this? I think you're getting into the detail. Anyway, so... You go in and it's basically your bar on the left and you've got tables on your right and kind of booze at the back. It's not a very large venue and the bar is actually a bar in itself. As again, I said in the intro, it's actually labels as a separate venue within the venue. Oh. So if you go online, it's like come to Cali Ray or come to Diablo, can't even say it, Diablo Piscobar. Right. Which Piscobar. is Peruvian. Okay. So I think it's like Mexican menu, with Peruvian vibes, Peruvian bar, and then somewhere there's Japanese. But we Where's paid. But we paid for the whole thing as one. Yeah, I don't know how it works. Okay, very confusing. But something that's also worth noting is that it's seatings throughout the night. So I'm not sure if this is a COVID specialty or if this is how they're doing it all the time. But what happened with us is that we had a 7:30 sitting, and there'd been one I think at 5:30 before. Mm. And essentially, it's a two-hour sitting. And they take you through the eight courses all yes, together with every menu. and everyone around you is doing exactly the same thing, having exactly the same courses as you are. I'm starting to really like set menus. It really takes the fuss and the decision paralysis out of yep. mealtime. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. But sometimes I do like to choose because there's sometimes things on the menu that you don't always want. True. But not in this case. Look, let's let's go to the menu. All right, so what we're going to do this week is exactly what we did last week. Because it's an eight-course menu, we don't want to bore you too much with the detail. No, it's a side hustle, remember? Just a side hustle. (laughs) And also, with that being said, I might be coming in a bit early here, but towards the end of the menu, the meals all started to taste the same. Oh, definitely. So we're going to just try and highlight our faves and then obviously the slackers that could have just come off the menu. I love that slackers is No, I love that. I love that you coined that, the slackers. So I'm going to start with my favorite. Now, I don't know if it was my favorite, but it was the one I was most interested in, which was the smoked chicken taco. Interesting that that was the most you were interested in. Yes, yeah, because, I didn't pick that one. because it was this whole concept, I mean, of where we were a couple of weeks ago where you were shaming 
vegans for eating fake meats. And again, if you've just joined us at this section, I have apologised previously. (laughs) (laughs) But this was actually the jackfruit. And now as the girls will talk you through, jackfruit is a star of this menu. So it's a bit interesting. But what they've done, I I mean, I have no idea how they did it, but they turned the jackfruit a pink colour. So it looked like kind of sort of boiled chicken. They've like pickled it. And, And it had this pickly, smoky flavour which is creative. I, and it, it, hats off. Absolutely. And it was in a corn taco shell. I mean, it was a good, interesting piece of food. Strange. So strange. And this is where vegan cuisine loses me. Oh, here she's going again. Why does one thing become so many things? I, see, what? I look at that and I just think it's so like interesting how it can do that. I think that's a talent. I, my only bug to bear with this is that they shouldn't call it, I know it's got chicken in quotation marks, but just call it smoked jackfruit tacos. Yum. I'd be really interested to eat that. Why are they calling it smoked chicken? Because what they're trying to do is like, and they do that from all the vegan places I have been, they try and pretend like if you want that type of food, this, this is, is will, yeah, like for like. like, yeah. And I just, I get that point B that you were saying, like that, that is sort of what I agree on there. Anyway, I thought it was good. I think it's an interesting play, a little bit of a trickery, but I would just like them to call it smoked jackfruit. Belle, what was your favourite or most notable? I'd have to say my favourite was definitely the cauliflower buffalo wings. Oh, they were good. They were good. Like anything that's like semi-deep fried. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. They were really good, actually. Yeah. And they'd cooked it so well. They'd obviously deep fried it in something, some sort of batter on the outside that had filled all the florets. So there was like no gaps around it. It was like a really thick batter. And then they'd done what you do with buffalo wings, which is you you sort of toss it through a hot, juicy sauce after it's been deep fried. So it was like sticky, yummy, ate it with your fingers. You could, you dipped it in. They say aioli on the menu. Definitely not aioli because there's no eggs, (laughs) but something like that. I was pretty happy with that one as well. So happy. That was a great description, actually, of exactly what happened. <laughs> yeah. Um, she took me back. I could yeah, actually Rob see Yeah, I was it. there with you. And I have to go with Bella and say that was one of my faves. Can I point out a slacker? Yep. Are we there? Yeah. I mean, you haven't given us a favourite, but... No, I'm siding with the buffaloes. All right, fair <laughs> There fair wasn't enough. a lot of favourites for me. Um, Ooh, <laughs> so my slacker would be the eggplant stew. Yes. Yeah, okay. So this was the last of the savoury dishes on the menu. Bit of a random name, bit of a random game. What was that? Now I ask you listeners to close your eyes. And when I say to you, stew, mm. what do mm. you envisage? Bush. Camping. Yeah, camping in the bush, doing a stew. Oh, okay, yes. And big <laughs> pots of stirring meat and yeah. sort of curry-like juices. red juices. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Oh. It came to the table on a plate, so not even in a bowl. I would assume a stew would come in a or bowl. Or a pot. Or a pot. <laughs> We're out in the bush now. And it had... <laughs> Four bits of fried eggplant, sort of covered in tomatoey type sauce, and then piped on it some cheese, something or other, and then sticks of chips were poking out the top. Guys, <laughs> just can't help but laugh. Actually, you just re—it was imagining just... it. It was so weird. It... And if you joined us in season one, you would know that Libby sometimes identifies as an eggplant, and there was eggplant gate. Definitely go back and listen to that. <laughs> But how did you feel about it? Because you love eggplant. I mean, I loved the flavour and I think that they'd taken a lot of care and cooked the eggplant really well. But I was just, as a, I mean, listeners, open your eyes now if you've had them close to that time. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to say, I was just imagining it to look like a stew and it didn't. 
So good tasting or fine tasting for me. But what was with the, the corn chips poking out the top? I know Stu I've seen has Artistic. that. <laughs> Freedom, Freedom. Artistic Freedom. license or whatever it is, creative <laughs> license. I think so a reason it was also a slacker for me is you definitely said this at the intro was towards the end. There was no other tastes happening. No. It, yeah. And I do have to say, you know, I drove Bella home afterwards and we were quite ill. Oh. Yeah. But we I, always do when we eat too much, you know. Yeah. But I had a very sore stomach and I was thinking about the food we ate and it made me ill to think about. Without being too harsh to you. <laughs> yeah. No, hit me. Was it just quite a fibrous meal? It was only vegetables and only fruits and lots of legumes. And we know, I mean, we know yeah. how legumes and beans make you feel. I mean, yeah. maybe that's what my body felt, but my mouth thought it was just the same taste. Yes. Going yes. In. The yes. same thing. Yes. The same kind of weird sauces, the same <laughs> Ooh, jackfruit. Well, this was same. the thing on the eggplant. They had the cashew creamer. It's like, we've had this everywhere. Just leave it off this dish. The stew doesn't need a cashew crema. I feel like they put that substitute cheese stuff on everything because it just adds that flavor and that gives you that push. I know, but I think that that's what B's talking about because I think that that's that same flavor that's run consistently Probably, throughout yeah. every single course that's on this menu. And it is really thick and stodgy. Yeah, true. You know, it probably did make your tummy feel a bit like scrunchy and, and rich. Yeah. Well, I want to make a note that I'm coming from a non-vegan perspective. You know, I am not vegan. I do but, not eat vegan food even still, So for me, this is just all my, like, opinion and feelings. No, no, it. no. But even people who are vegans don't eat like this. You know, they don't eat this rich cashew cheese yeah. all the time. No, you're right. Yeah, and so it's, right. obviously it's a treat meal, this one. Yeah. But also even probably someone who ate a vegan diet or plant-based diet wouldn't eat like this. They would have the same reaction. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Good point. Good point. I like that. Um, I'm going to call back one other slacker. And that was the nacho canitas. Is that the right word? Yeah. I mean, I didn't mind them. I just think could have been more guac. Oh, for sure. It just came out basically with a plate of tortilla chips smeared with some beans and some jackfruit and then like a little dousting of avo. A bit of a shame, really. Yeah. And if I had known how much jackfruit was going to feature, I would have said, just leave it off the nachos. Yeah. <laughs> yeah but Do you we, know what I mean? I mean, and it now was, we know. And it was the first course. So we didn't know at the time. Yes. Yeah, so we're like, yeah, I'm jackfruit. And then, you know, six courses in, oh my gosh, jackfruit has worn so many masks. <laughs> <laughs> Who are you? <laughs> no, love, loved the jackfruit though. I think it was good. Okay. No, um, <laughs> we will close out this discussion though, by talking about the dessert. Yeah, I think oh. we need to because it was a dessert. You know, it's nice to get a set menu and have a dessert. Absolutely. And what I loved about this one was that it actually tasted like a brownie. True. I did because I think I remember saying at the time, like, I have actually vegan treats. Like, yeah, I, yeah. I will dabble in a vegan trait because yeah. I think it's really interesting what you can do in terms of a sweet side of vegans. I'm not super big on the savory side of vegans. So interesting. Yeah. Your little perspective on things. Yeah. I thought, um, and you know, look, when we were talking about that, I used to work at a vegan cafe. I was actually the pastry chef at the vegan cafe. Yeah, you were, girl. So <laughs> I have a lot of experience in this field, but I didn't love it. You didn't? No. But if you're not a pastry chef and if you're not a vegan pastry chef and you're just normal, it hits that spot. It does hit the spot. It was just quite a bit stodgy for my liking. Thoughts on brownie in a restaurant for dessert? Warm, cold? Yeah, warm. See, I don't mind. I'm happy with the cold brownie. Okay, yeah, because it was cold. Yeah, so it's probably why I yeah, liked it. maybe that's why I didn't. And I feel like <laughs> warm would have just picked it up. I think so. Uh, I think you're right. All right, I think it's time for order off the menu. Which is the part of the podcast where we decide whether it's worth a visit or not. B, bougie or basic? 
I think this is pretty obvious and I don't want to be that person that coins a whole suburb as basic. I know where this is going. Oh, you're going to do it though. Yeah. Well, it's Newtown. Not all of Newtown is basic, no, sweetie. No, not all of Newtown is basic, but oh, we're averaging at, you know, 9 out of 10 basic. Yes. <laughs> You are just something else, aren't you? <laughs> you really All right, are. so you're giving this place basic. Basic. I mean, that's fair for the venue, but I think venue by venue will be more discerning next time, please. Yeah, sorry yes. everyone lives in Newtown. She's not that sorry. <laughs> All right, Belle, a bit of a lighter note. Mate or date? Mate. Sweet. Yeah, I think so. Why do you think that? I just feel like it's a place that you can just like gather. You know, it's right on the top of King Street. You can just jump after work. Get in, get out, catch up with some pals that you haven't seen in a while. And have a giant lagerita. Exactly. Giant lagerita. Take the day off. Take the day off. <laughs> no, don't actually take the day off. Like Shower away the day. Drink the day off. Yeah, thank you, thank you. you don't know? take the day off to go there. <laughs> yeah, no, don't do that. Thing take a, like a take a load off. Yeah, place. take a load off. Don't yeah, put in your annual leave to go. <laughs> Libby, you beautiful specimen. Dollars for dishes. This one's a bit of a tricky one because it was super cheap. So... $28 for an eight-course menu. What a steal. What a steal. steal. But if, we li- <laughs> but if we're talking about value for money, you also have to talk about the quality. Quantity-wise, huge. We were rolling out of there. Literally rolling. Yeah. So if you're looking to take someone out to dinner who has a big appetite, this is the place to go. And yeah. not spend lots of money. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> you're like, I need to feed you, but I don't have a lot of cash. <laughs> so... <laughs> Essentially, is that what you're saying? Yeah, that is what I'm saying. I think it's definitely worth a visit for those type of people. If you're a little eater, you don't eat too much, probably not worth it. Oh, but still, it's only $28. So I'm a bit twisted. I'm going to give it a three out of five. Okay. How do you think, I mean, there was three of us. How do you think it would fare... Yeah, like, do they make bigger dishes? Yeah, like if there's four, if there's five. Because like, I feel yeah, like they bring yeah. out more food. Yeah, or... they do. So everything that we had pretty much was in our portion. Right. So yeah. we all got one taco each. Do we you all believe got... that, though? True, I mean, besides the tacos and stuff, but more the shared dishes. I'm always like, mm, do you give the same amount to everyone? I know from when I've worked in the kitchen that you do give more because each amount that you cook is mostly pre-portioned into this is for one person right. and then you roll on. I mean, some places obviously wrought the system. Yeah. I don't think in this place it would have. So my rating, three out of five. Okay, so we have a three out of five mate spot and a basic vibe. Yeah, and I think I just want to round it off by saying like, I say go, I say try it, vegan or not vegan, I think it's an interesting experience. Yeah. And I think we need to also comment that the service was great. Oh, we yeah. haven't commented on that. That was great service. They were great service. They came and checked like nearly every meal if we were happy. And when we were leaving, the guy was like, oh, hey, like, by the way, next month we flipped the menu over. And so they changed the menu every month. So maybe oh. we'll have to go back and see. So maybe we have to go back and you definitely have to book. So no walk-ins. Yes, exactly right. Great add-ons from UB. Happy with that. Time for food features and fails then which is the part of the podcast where we discuss a food feature or just a really horrible fail from our week. Bella. She's reaching for the bottle, guys. <laughs> is it a feature or a fail, my darling? I've literally brought a prop tonight. <laughs> I love this. It makes podcasting just so much better. It's so visual. Much visual. It's visual. <laughs> So on Saturday, it was my sister's birthday and she had all her friends around and bought these pre-mixed bottles. So basically you've got your amaretto sour, your margarita, your sour margarita, your chili margarita. Like, So is it like you have your vodka or your tequila yeah. or whatever and these are the pre-mixed 
everything else but the alcohol. Correct. So okay. all you need to have is, say, the rum or the vodka. Yeah. And then you mix it. And it, honest to God, like, tastes like heaven in a cup. You're buying it from a fancy place. Now, what's the brand? So the brand's called Consistent. Check it out online. Take all the hard work out of making cocktails. But and still yeah. be fancy and fun. Fancy and fun. Oh, Definitely. all right, to Belle. spice up your party. Yeah, living that high life. Love that for yeah. you. What about you, B? I will continue on the featuring train. On the weekend, as I was saying at the beginning of the podcast, if you've listened this far, um, it was my father's birthday and we went to Bather's Pavilion and it was divine. It looked so nice. I've actually never been. So Bather's Pavilion is some bougie-ass place in Balmoral. Um, they've recently redone it. There's now... Yeah, they've redone the rooftop and I don't know if they've redone the interiors. And I also didn't know, but I realized upon walking in, there's two sides of Bathers Pavilion. There's like fine dining and then casual dining. Oh, I didn't know that. Makes sense, right? Absolutely. Which I love. It's like, which vibe do you want? Yeah. And it's such an iconic thing in Balmoral. I mean, everyone who knows Balmoral knows Bathers Pavilion, but it's so good to know that there is still the casual dining side. What was your favorite specifically? Um, The artichoke and goat's cheese gnocchi. Ooh, Interesting. Sounds and you know what I love, and you would love this, Livy. When they serve it, they specifically ask you to eat it with a spoon. So then when you bite into it, the goat's cheese oozes out. Oh, oh my gosh. <laughs> oh, I want to try it. It was actually really good. I was very surprised. My mouth is literally watering. <laughs> so feature, features all around here. Libby, feature or fail? Guys, I'm sticking on the feature with you. Yeah, oh. but are we surprised? Yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll add some fails as we go. How about that? No, you're doing a babushka doll situation again. (laughs) (laughs) Bit of a throwback to last episode. But anyway, what I want to feature is I had never had this cake before, but apparently, and I brought some over for Bella and B to try this evening. Apparently, it's a bit of an institution in Bondi. It's called Papa. 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 Papa Patisserie. Mm. And they are really well known for their ricotta cheesecakes. Now, how did this come about? Well, Bella's new boyfriend, my housemate Bella's new boyfriend, he's a massive foodie. It's oh, been amazing. That. That's great for you. It's so good. And so whenever he comes over dinner, he's so polite. He always brings something. Oh, oh my so gosh, cute. I love people that bring stuff. It's so good. Oh. So last time he brought this amazing bonoffi pie from some family friend who runs this amazing business. But this time he brought this Nutella ricotta cheesecake and it was just great. I mean, to add the fail in where fails due, he did mention a lot that we should have ice cream with it. He kept being like, oh, should I run down and get ice cream? Like he's such oh, a foodie. That makes so much sense now. Yeah. Do you guys think that when you're eating it? Now that I'm thinking back on it, that would have been a good oh, sweetness so- <laughs> to cut the ricotta. But still. I'm like, I like ricotta, so I'm happy about just eating the ricotta. Could have done with more Nutella. Well, this is the other fail of it. We all thought that. He'd mentioned it was the Nutella version. And so I'm imagining like swirls of Nutella in there or like what happened was like there was like maybe six piped poops of Nutella on the top. Don't skimp on Nutella. <laughs> Don't skimp on Nutella. I mean, it was great for last night when we actually, when we had it with the dinner because we'd eaten such a big meal. Mm, so yeah. you didn't kind of want too much. But having it the next day, looking for those big scoops of Nutella, please. I feel like we should invite him over for I think dinner because so. <laughs> I want a Do you think cake? He'd, be, he'd be about that? Oh, no. Just because we want to meet him. Oh, no, no, no. I definitely want to meet you. But also. <laughs> if you're listening. If you're listening, bring a cake. Well, look, I'll see what I can do. <laughs> It's a bit of a feature for puppers in Bondi. Mm. Our beautiful foodie friends, if you have enjoyed what is in your ears this evening, this morning, this afternoon, please leave us a review. Give us a rating, preferably five stars. 
and tell a friend. <laughs> Somewhere between the four to five range would be nice. Uh, but also while you're there, make sure that you jump into our Facebook community. That's obviously good podcast on Facebook. And if you want to see pics from today's episode or any other episode, you can follow us on Instagram at obviously good podcast. Thanks so much for listening. Bye. Bye.